you are listening to the sermon podcast from Bethel Covenant Church. We're an evangelical covenant congregation outside Ellsworth, Wisconsin. You can learn more about us at BethelCov.org. Thanks for listening. For our morning. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we know that you are here and with us this morning. Thank you for allowing us to come together and to worship and to um, just lift up your name. As we know that sometimes it is difficult to get out of bed and be excited for the day. But Lord, we know that each day you bring us a gift. And that's just being able to enjoy your blessings. And so Lord, just be with us this morning as we um, hear from your word and hear from the book of Acts and and what it means to be um, part of a team and and be the twelfth man. So Lord, we lift everything up in your name. Amen. So this morning we're going to be talking about the idea of the plus one factor. And as you can see, um, that's, we're going to be looking at Acts chapter 1, verses 12 through 26. And if you are going to be looking at it in the Bible, go ahead and turn to page 1055, so 1055. Um, but before we uh, dive into that scripture this morning, um, I want you to be thinking about some of these things that we'll be talking about um, as we dive into it. And so... Thinking about what is your passion? What makes you excited in the morning? Um, whether it's going to work um, but, or, or going to school for those that are you in school. But what also makes you passionate about serving in the church? Um, as we know that we're going to be starting a, a new ministry year here, um, whether you attend here at Bethel or um, for me also being over at Zion. Um, but even children's ministry is starting a new year. So what is Sherry going to be doing um, with some of that stuff as well? Uh, I didn't even mark my Bible, so let me find that too. Um, But also, what are the resources that we have here um, at Bethel? What can we do to benefit those in our community um, as we look to serve our our neighbors? But then also, what are some of these needs that we can meet? Um, And maybe they're simple needs, like bringing a meal to our neighbor or mowing along or shoveling, or whatever it may be. Um, but what are the needs that we can meet of our community? And so we're going to be looking at that um, in Acts chapter 1, uh, when I get to it as well. Um, and so go ahead and follow along with me. Verse 12. And the title of it is, Matthias is chosen to replace Judas. So this is chapter 12, or verse 12. Then the apostles returned to Jerusalem from the hill they called the Mount of Olives, a Sabbath day's walk from the city. When they arrived, they went upstairs to the room where they were staying. Those present were Peter, John, James, Andrew, Philip, Thomas, Bartholomew, Matthew, James the son of Alphaeus, and Simon the Zealot, and Judas, son of James. They all joined together constantly in prayer, and along with them the women and Mary the mother of Jesus and with his brothers." In those days, Peter stood up among the believers, a group numbering of about 120. And he said, Brothers and sisters, the scriptures had to be fulfilled in which way the Holy Spirit spoke long ago through David concerning Judas, who served us as a guide for those who arrested Jesus. He was the one of our number and shared in our ministry. Now with the reward that he got from his wickedness, Judas bought a field, and there he fell headlong, his body burst open, and all of his intestines spilled out. Everyone in Jerusalem heard about this, and so they called that field in their language Alkadama, that is, the field of blood. 
For Peter said, It is written in this book of Psalms, May his place be deserted, let there be no one to dwell in it, and may another take his place of leadership. Therefore it is necessary to choose one of the men who has been with us the whole time that Jesus was here and went out and among us, beginning from John's baptism to the time that Jesus was taken up from us. For the one that must become a witness was with us at his resurrection. So they proposed two names of the two men, Joseph, called Barsabbas, also known as Justice, and Matthias. Then they prayed, Lord, you know everyone's heart. So show us which two of these you, which of these two you have chosen to take over the apostolic ministry, which Judas has left us where he belongs. Then they cast lots, and the lot fell to Matthias. So he was added to the eleven apostles. And so this idea of the plus one factor. Scripture says here that Judas's spot had to be replaced. Not with someone like Judas, because we know what happened to Judas. Uh, he obviously betrayed Jesus and his fellow brothers and sisters and um, got Jesus arrested. And then he took the money and basically ended his life in the field. And so now they are continuing to pray and figure out what it is that they are to do with this spot. So they are waiting on the Holy Spirit to guide them, to gift them, and empower them. They know that this spot is vacant. They could do this potentially with the 11 that they have, but the truth is, Scripture says they need to fill that with a 12th person. And we know that this number um, 12 is a symbol of faith, as we see that Usually numbers in the Bible have a bigger significance than just being a number. And so in the church, uh, this idea of the number 12, um, in the Old Testament, in Genesis, it states that there was 12 sons uh, of Jacob, and then those 12 sons formed the 12 tribes of Israel. But then in here in the New Testament, you know, we know that Jesus had 12 disciples. And then in the book of Revelation, the kingdom of God has 12 gates guarded by 12 angels. And so this idea of 12 is pretty important when it comes to continuing the ministry of what Jesus was wanting. And so this idea that Jesus, Judas um, is no longer a part of the group, what are we going to do? Who are we going to ask to be a part of our group, a part of the apostles? Because Jesus says, continue in the ministry, build my church. And so we're going to be also looking at Acts chapter 6, verses 1 through 4. So if you want to turn there real quick with me, you can. And we'll be looking at verses 1 through 4. And so this idea that in those days, um, the, the numbers were increasing. So it says in verse 1, In those days, the numbers of the disciples were increasing. The Hellenistic Jews among them complained against the Hebraic Jews because their widows were being overlooked in the, in the distribution of food. So the twelve gathered all the disciples and together and said, would it not be right for us to neglect the ministry of the word of God in order to wait on tables? Brothers and sisters, choose seven men who are among you who are known to be full of the Spirit and wisdom. We will, in turn, return the responsibility over to them, and they will give their attention to prayer and to the ministry of the word. And so this idea of now continuing the ministry, we need people to be praying and to helping us continue to do the work. And if you think about the idea of 12, if you know anything about sports, because um, obviously football season is almost among us, 
that when you think about football or even soccer, most teams field 11 players, whether you play soccer or you play football. Um, and the idea is that the 12th man um, is pretty important because that's the crowd, that's the fans, that's the, the people surrounding them. And so it, it helps having fans on your side because then they make it hard for the opposition to, to do what they need to do. And so we need a 12th man, just like the disciples needed to fill that spot um, at this stage in the ministry. And so they felt responsible to do what they needed to do, including the ministry of spreading the word of God. And so they elected their disciples and ordained them. And, and so I want to continue with verses 5 through 7. It says, They proposed and pleased the whole group. They chose Stephen, a man full of faith and of the Holy Spirit, and also Philip, Porcorius, Nicar, Tinnaman, Parmes, and Nicholas from Antioch a convert to Judaism. They presented them to the apostles and prayed and laid hands on them. And so this idea that the twelfth man is important is when they were going and asking these people to help out. They knew that the ministry could not be done without their help. And so thinking about what I was asking you earlier to think about these passions or these gifts and resources or these community needs is that when you think about them, when you have passions in one spot, and the gifts and the resources and the community needs, when they're all, when you find that niche, that thing in the middle, when you find the vision and the insight where these three circles converge, and that's when things happen. That's when the beauty of what is being asked happens. Now, things continue to grow, as it says here, that the numbers of the disciples were increasing. And so when all of these are coming together, that's when the beauty happens. And so this idea... Uh, for ministry this year is that we're going to be getting the band back together. We're going to be adding a 12th man. But maybe what is we need help in, in every aspect. Because I, I can't do this alone, nor can you do ministry alone. We are a family together. And so this idea of getting the band back together, because we're on a mission from God. God calls us to love our community, to love our neighbors. And obviously that's our mission here is to love God and to love others. So this idea with Fusion Ministries uh, kicking off September, um, this idea that Todd, Dave, and I have been talking about um, for a couple of months now is to change our direction and change our focus based on some of the conversations that we've been hearing throughout the community, not only just within our two congregations, but also within the community at large. Um, and so we want to be able to connect um, the next generation to Jesus and today. That is the vision of our youth ministry. Because we know that life is difficult and we see the need of our, our youth needing to be connected to the, Jesus and of the church today. So how can we do that? I found a verse through looking at all this and it comes from Psalms 62.8. It says, Trust in him at all times, you people. Pour out our hearts to him, for God is our refuge. And through these conversations that we've been having and hearing about what our community needs are through some of the conversations with the Design Ellsworth, if you were a part of any of that, um, but also just knowing from other churches, is we need a refuge, a place where the students in our community or even other people in our community can find refuge. And that's our value. 
is to restore and build up our next generation and restoring their faith in Christ. That is the R in refuge, to restore. And also we want people to encourage um, each other. So we want people that are going to be helping out. Uh, and maybe that's something that is on your heart to encourage. Uh, and notes are great, um, but even if you want to help out in any way, whether you help out here with children's ministry or the outreach team um, or whatever it may be, or even helping out with me um, on Wednesday nights with Fusion, we need people to encourage one another and to build up these students. Because we know that some of these students don't have that at home. They don't have that ability to be encouraged. They don't have that ability to be restored. Because maybe they don't even know that they need to be restored. And so through that, we also want to be able to fellowship with them through conversations, having conversations that are able to connect them to one another, that get them excited about coming. How can we build relationships and bond with them? And some of that is through games, and some of that is through worship, but some of that is just connecting one-on-one, helping, maybe tutoring, doing homework, or maybe it's somewhere going to a game, a sporting event. You know, whatever it may be, these students are crying out for help. And I, and I definitely see that in, in the school. Um, at least I was there last year, and obviously I'll be there again this year in the, in the lunchroom and then also in study hall. And knowing that these students, they, they have love, but they maybe not getting the right kind of love and the attention that they are, are, are getting. So we want leaders that are unconditional, showing unconditional love, to this next generation, because we know that this next generation is our future. And if we are too busy to, to see that or to invest in their lives, then we should be scared. We, we need to know that if our kids and our grandkids want a better life, we need to encourage them. We need to love them unconditionally. We need to show them grace and mercy. Because we see that even in the scriptures, that they knew that they couldn't, fulfill God's promise with the 11. They needed that 12th man, that one factor. And so with grace, we are able to show grace to them because God shows us grace and he shows us mercy. So how can we show grace to our students even when they mess up? We know they're going to mess up. So how can we come alongside them and walk and encourage them? And also we're going to be having enriching fellowship enriching lessons and talks. Things that can engage with their level, but yet also help them understand that we care for them. And so we need leaders, and maybe it's one of you, maybe it's one of you, to help us be a refuge for these students over at Zion on Wednesday nights. Or maybe it's not on Wednesday night. Maybe it's just connecting with them and being a mentor, you know, those are conversations that we are having um, over at Zion, but also you know, we should be having here because we have students that are here that are going through life, that are growing up. And so how can we put that band back together? How can we be that 12th man as we know that school is about to start? Because I, I'm only one person. I might be the director, but I can't do it without a team. And so I, I need your help. This is a cry for help. I need your help. Because if we want this to be a success for our community, then I need a few more people on my team. Maybe it's you, the 12th man.
And so some of these needs that we do need um, are small group leaders. Um, and we're going to be connecting with each other on August 28th. Um, if you, can, you can chat with me afterwards about some of these other needs. But we need small group leaders of people that can um, sit together with these students and help talk about uh, scripture and talk about life and see how it applies. And what, And maybe you are good at math. I'm not good at math, so that's why I always ask for math help. But maybe you are good at math and can tutor for a few hours on a Wednesday afternoon, evening, before youth group starts. But this idea is that we want to get people to help out with a community center before youth group. So from 4.30 to 6 o'clock on Wednesday nights, I'm going to be opening the church over at Zion. And people can come and play games, but yet also come and have a refuge. Um, and so we need the plus one. And so this idea uh, of that is, are you going to make a decision to be that plus one factor? Are you going to be Matthias? Or are you going to be one of the seven then that can maybe be come alongside and pray for our community? Because we need that too. And so as, as you sit and as you marinate in that, think about how can we use our passions? How can we use our gifts and our resources and how can we meet the needs of our community this morning? Because we know that these students, these, this community, needs great leaders. Are you going to be one of them? Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, just thank you for this morning. Thank you for pushing the disciples to continue their work and knowing that they needed 12 because you had 12 disciples and you knew that the ministry couldn't really go further without getting that extra person, Lord. And we know that when the disciples were there and they prayed and they asked for your help, you guided them, that you empowered them. So Lord, we ask that you guide us and gift us and empower us to continue the work of your ministry, Lord, here in Ellsworth and the greater area. Lord, we know that these students are need you, and we know that they need guidance and encouragement. They need fellowship, Lord. We, they need a refuge. So, Lord, as, as we think about how can we help you, how can we help each other, Lord, just set it on our heart to maybe reach out to someone here on one of the, on a leadership team or even on um, the youth ministry side, Lord. So, Lord, we just thank you. We lift everything up in your name. Amen. Thanks for listening to the sermon podcast from Bethel Covenant Church. We're an evangelical covenant church outside Ellsworth, Wisconsin, and you can find out more about us at BethelCov.org.